Bruce Cook is honored to have you join his conversations with people committed to talking with heart and brain functions in full operating gear. No spin, no agenda, just authentic conversation on just about anything. Welcome to the Bruce Cook Conversation. Brian Carberry, senior editor of The Apartment Guide and Rent.com, talks to Bruce about the vicious cycle of renters and landlords, both trying to make their payments during the coronavirus pandemic. Then, Sue Bright, the executive director of New Directions for Women, discusses with Bruce people dealing with addictions during the pandemic. Live on AM830 KLAA tonight, Bruce Cook wraps up the week with talk that's worth tuning into. Sports, people, politics, life, authentic. Real and happening now. Here's your host, Bruce Cook. Brought to you by New Directions for Women. We know recovery. Good Sunday evening, Angels Radio listeners. I'm Bruce Cook. Following Dining with Dills tonight, changing the subject matter, getting a little bit more serious on Sunday night, but hopefully imparting some information that will be useful to you guys listening to the radio all over Southern California. Got two guests on the show this evening in our next hour together. In the second half hour, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to visit with Sue Bright, who's been on the show before. She actually represents our prime sponsor of Sunday Night Live, and that's an organization called New Directions for Women. It's a residential uh, rehabilitation treatment center in Costa Mesa. It is nationally known, and it specifically caters to women suffering from addiction. Sue's coming on tonight because the problem of addiction has been exacerbated tremendously in this COVID-19 time. And people don't know where to turn. And even though the facility is just about women recovery, female recovery, it certainly, it certainly encompasses men and, the, and children and the whole population. We're going to talk to Sue about what's going on and how things are going to get better with change. So don't go away. That's a really important half hour. But up first, we're going to talk to Brian Carberry, and he's coming to us live tonight from Atlanta, Georgia. And he represents apartment dwellers all over the country. And we know what that means, people. So many people are struggling to pay the rent. Not only that, but think about it. You know, we hear we hear on the news so much about how difficult it is for people out of work to make their rent payments. But guess what? It's circular. Landlords are having difficulty making their mortgage payments on the property they're renting. Not everything is giant corporate controlled, and even giant corporate controlled can't just sit there forever and not collect rent. Anyway, Mr. Carberry is the managing editor of Apartment Guide and rent.com. You've all heard of that. And he's got the inside focus. So without any more delay, let's say hello to Brian. Brian, welcome to Angels Radio. Hi, Bruce. How are you? I'm doing well. How's everything in Atlanta tonight? Uh, you know, can't complain. It was a nice weekend, uh, good weather. So able to get outside, social distance, you know, from everyone, but still get outside. And, uh, you know, starting to feel like summer here. What is it like for renters in Atlanta, Brian. Let's start with you know, that. It, it's, 
Yeah, it, it, it's tough. Uh, you know, I'm assuming it's the same really anywhere across the country. Um, you know, people are still able to rent. You know, people are moving if they need to. Um, but at the same time, there are a lot of people in Atlanta as well as, you know, cities all over the country that people are out of work, uh, whether it's people who have been furloughed or they've had their wages cut or just been laid off entirely. There are a lot of renters right now that are looking for alternatives or, or ways that they can still live where they want to live in their apartment building or their house or whatever they might be renting, even if they can't afford to pay rent right now. And it, it's definitely something that we're seeing, you know, coming up all across the country that people are, de- are dealing with. Right what now. are the alternatives you're talking about? What kind sure, of so alternatives? Really, I mean, yeah, you're, you're going to have to pay rent in the, in the end of the day. It's, you know, it, it's really not an alternative of being able to live rent-free, but an alternative of being able to afford to pay your rent potentially at a different time than you would right now. So if you can't afford your rent in May or in June or whatever it might be, working out some sort of deal with your landlord or your property manager so you can set up a rent deferral plan or a rent payment plan. So maybe you're able to go without having to pay rent this month, and then it gets tacked on in installments to the end of your lease or something along those lines. Every landlord and every property manager is going to do this their own way. So really the renters just need to have that conversation with your landlord or property manager. If this is something that you feel that you need assistance with, the first step is always to have that good, honest, open, transparent line of communication. Let them know what you can do, what you can't do, explain your situation, uh, and they're going to be willing to work with you as long as they're going to get their money in the end and you're going to live up to your end of the bargain. Everyone is human. Everyone understands the situation that, that everyone's in right now. And, you know, you might not be able to get the agreement that you're looking for because, again, you are going to have to pay your rent. But a landlord is going to try to work with you to make it work for you and to make it work for them. Well, that sounds pretty good, but I'm hearing horror stories, Brian. I'm hearing stories about people that are suffering and not being able to pay the rent going to landlords, and the landlord is saying, okay, if you need a month or two months or three months, that's it, but then you got to pay it back. Now, we've also heard what you've just described, that they will make deals where you can pay it back over time, maybe towards the end of the lease, but people that get faced with a situation of paying it back all at once are likely to default. Are we going to see a lot of change in the whole, I don't know, landscape, I guess for a better word, when COVID ends, hopefully sooner than later, with people having to move out because they just can't pay back and they will just dodge? You know, it's going to be interesting to see. And I think in a lot of cases, the people that are going to have to pay back rent. And I mean, let, let's just be clear. Everyone's going to have to pay back the rent. No one's going to be able to live, you know, for a month or two free without having to pay rent. You are going to have to pay it back in some way, shape, or form, you know, at some point during your lease. The longer this goes on, the more it's going to impact a lot of people, especially if people are out of work and, you know, that piles on to the number of people that can't really afford their rent. It's going to be interesting to see what this long-term impact is. I don't think, at least in my expertise and experience that I've seen dealing with, you know, renters and talking with property managers and everything over the past few weeks, I haven't really seen too much of people that are asking for uh, a payment in in full or in bulk, you know, say – 
oh, I can't give you rent now. Give me two months worth of it next month. It's really more of kind of that payment plan in installments. Um, so that does provide a little bit of assistance, but a lot of people are already living paycheck to paycheck. And just adding even an extra $100 to a rent payment can throw you can really into the dirt. A lot of people. Right. Yeah. So my question is, if this goes on, you know, we're being optimistic that hopefully, hopefully by the end of the summer, things will start to normalize. People will get back to work. What if it doesn't? How long can people survive? How long can I guess the question really is, how long can landlords survive not being able to collect an adequate equitable rent without getting the circle in trouble where the mortgage holders, because not every landlord owns their property free and clear. They got expenses, too. What happens then? Right. And that is a good question. It's a lot of things, questions and, and, and angle that people really don't think about is what about the landlord or what about the property management company? And you mentioned a few minutes ago that, you know, it's not all these big corporations with deep pockets that can just, you know, be like, OK, they're not paying rent. I'm going to be fine. In a lot of cases, it is a, a person who might own a rental property and they're renting that rental property out and their tenant is paying them basically their mortgage. It's so also it also is people. Brian, it's also paying a lot of mom and pops that own a, a rental property. It's paying their living. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So to your point, the longer this goes on, yes, it's going to have an impact on some of these people. The larger corporations will be able to survive probably longer. But, you know, we're already starting to see some of these landlords are struggling because their tenants can't pay their rent. So as this does go on, it will become a bigger deal and a bigger issue in the whole broad circle. And we can only hope that, you know, it's sooner than later that all of this is resolved. But, you know, at this point, your guess is as good as mine. So it, it is going to be something that is going to have a, a drastic impact on the rental market, both for tenants and landlords over the next few months, and hopefully not longer, but it could very well be. Okay. Your magazine <clears throat> and your website, rentals.com, what are you seeing these days are there a plethora of availabilities, or is there nothing available? So there are still apartments that are available, and people are still moving and still looking to move. However, we are seeing that we're not seeing as many people looking, but the people that are looking are more serious about it. So what, is like that, what does that? What does that mean? What does it mean? More sure. serious? Absolutely. Why so are they more serious? Are they looking to move because they're looking for work in another place? What What do you mean? It is the people that need to get out of a current lease because a lease might be ending, or it's people that are moving you know, across the country for a new job. I don't have statistics that can show, okay, more people are moving from California, say, to Texas you know, now than they were before, or vice versa, or anything like that. But I can tell you that we are still seeing people moving, people signing leases, signing new leases. When leases are ending, people are either renewing that lease or they're moving somewhere else, just depending on what their personal situation is. So there is availability. If you do need to move or you're looking to move, you can still find a place. And the, the inventory out there for renters is still pretty much what it was a couple months ago. A lot of people might be less reluctant or less uh, willing to move, I guess is the better word, right now, just if they don't have to, they might be more willing to sign a lease where they are. But if they do want to move, they do have options. You mentioned that the statistics are about the same as they were a few months ago. Forgive me, but I don't know what that is. What kind of percentage availability existed a few months ago, and what is it today? 
Of course. And I mean, this is, it's going to depend on each market is going to be different. There's some markets that have more availability and some markets have less availability. And it's just out of really what our database shows. So I only can tell you what we have in apartment guide, rent.com rentals, all of our brands uh, are multifamily properties for the most part. So you're looking at larger 50 plus unit buildings, but we also have some, you know, single family homes, some condos, some townhomes, things like that. So if you're looking in kind of the L.A. area, excuse me, if you're looking in the L.A. area, there are thousands of available units, um, you know, all across Orange County, L.A. County, you know, uh, anything from a luxury unit to something that's more affordable and, you know, a small efficiency unit. It really just depends on what area you're looking at. And I really can't break it down for you neighborhood by neighborhood or even really city by city at this point. But I can tell you, I mean, there are thousands of available units for renters that are looking. Brian, that's interesting because, you know, I hear from just folks that I talk to that it's hard to find a decent apartment and it's hard to find a decent apartment that's affordable. Here in Orange County, <clears throat> the, the rents, you know, for a pretty average one-bedroom apartment in a pretty average location really start around $1,500 and go up. Uh, which is not terribly affordable for somebody that's out of work that earns, you know, five hundred or six hundred dollars a week. It's tough here, uh, L.A. in L.A. proper, even harder. On the outskirts, less difficult. But, but I, I hear you. I hear that there are thousands of places available. I guess it's just a willingness to pick something that you can afford in a place that you feel is safe. Let me yeah, that's that's the the challenge anywhere really is just. Apartments are expensive. I mean, this is a trend that we're seeing really all across the country, and they're, you know, they are getting more expensive. Year over year, we're seeing prices have been rising for quite some time now, and they're rising faster than wages are increasing. And it, it's a it's an issue that has been going on way before coronavirus began. It, for sure. It's definitely something that probably is not getting as much attention as it should, you know, with presidential debates and things like that. You really don't hear as much about housing. That's not to say you're not going to hear it, but it's not, you know, the main talking point. But you're right. There is a if you're out of work and you're looking for a good, safe place to live, you might be challenged in some areas where you live. I mean, Southern California is notoriously expensive, and that's just unfortunately the way it is. So people are going to have to pick and choose kind of what is important to them when they're looking for a place to live. Well put. We're going to take a break, Brian, but I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask our listeners a question. I have a feeling they'll be hesitant to call in and, and talk, but you never know. I'd like to pose the question to the radio audience. If you are out there now listening to Angels Radio and you're having trouble paying your rent, or maybe you're not yet but you're worried about it, and you'd like to talk about it, and you have a question for Brian about what you should do to negotiate with your landlord or anything else, now's your chance to talk. Number 714-2-830-830. Brian, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Angels Radio. AM 30. Asking for help in life takes bravery. Women addicted to alcohol and drugs know this too well. Most suffer silently while their lives fall apart, their children and families in crisis. For more than 40 years in Southern California, 
New Directions for Women have helped addicted women recover at our nationally recognized addiction treatment center in Costa Mesa. Our door is wide open. Take the first step. Call us at 888-786-0509 or visit us at www.newdirectionsforwomen.org. Again, 888-786-0509. New Directions for Women. We know recovery. A heart in my tasty Honey Nut Cheerios? Cereal, you trying to tell me you love me? Actually, it's reminding you that it can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. Wait! Ah, they can help lower cholesterol? I've been so focused on the sweet, tasty taste that I completely forgot. Now I'm in love. <laughs> Learn more about making Honey Nut Cheerios part of your heart-healthy lifestyle by picking up a box at your local grocery store. And now a game of Commercial Chicken, brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long Flo can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go. So the, the weather is just all over the place lately, right? One day it's hot, and the next day it's, uh, it's windy for a while. It's like, make up your mind already. Drivers who switch to Progressive can save big. Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. If the woman you love, your mom, wife, daughter, sister, partner, or friend, is on a downward spiral from substance abuse and doesn't know where to turn, New Directions for Women can help. It's a Costa Mesa-based addiction treatment facility that has the answer. Since 1977, New Directions for Women has helped more than 5,000 women change their lives, returning them to sobriety, healthy living, restoring love and hope, and providing dignity for them and for their families. Don't waste another day. The woman you love needs your help now. Call New Directions. The number is 888-786-0509. Once again, call 888-786-0509 or visit them at www.newdirectionsforwomen.org. That's New Directions for Women. They know recovery. To talk to Bruce Cook, pick up the phone and dial 714-2830-830. Angels Radio family, that's Bruce Cook. It's Sunday Night Live. I'm talking to Brian Carberry from uh, <clears throat> Atlanta, Georgia. We're talking about difficulty in paying the rent. Uh, we had a caller, actually, Brian, during the break. His name was Link, and he was from Riverside, and we lost him. I think he got hesitant because of all the commercials but link if you're still there call back because we want to hear from you anyway before the break we were talking about the fact that um, <clears throat> it's a circle of problems that landlords also are in trouble not just renters but landlords and we were talking about the prices and how difficult it is to afford my question at this point is what's going to happen do you think to the overall real estate market brian are we going to see any kind of correction? Are rents going to come down overall, or is the demand so great that it's never going to happen? You know, it really depends on how long this lasts. 
uh, if it's a short-term thing, uh, you know, say in a month or two, everything's back to normal, I don't think that's going to be the case. But if that's what happens, then there probably isn't going to be that much of a shift in terms of rent prices away from normal seasonality that we would see. But the longer this does go on, I think you are going to start seeing certain complexes and certain landlords offer more incentives to renters. That might be a free month or two months free, which would really just get prorated throughout the year. So if your basically monthly rent would go down the month that you are there. Uh, you could have amenities such as like a premium parking spot or something get thrown in for free or an upgraded unit being thrown in for free. It's going to be a renter's market. You as a renter are going to have a little bit more power when you're negotiating and everything's negotiable, um, you know, whether it's a rent price or an application fee or a security deposit or anything like that. You can always ask for changes to what a landlord is offering to you uh, before that lease is signed. Everything is negotiable. And I think, you know, renters are going to have a lot more power when it comes to that bargaining table of what they can ask for. What kind of people go to uh, your website? Really, anyone goes to our website who's looking for a place to live, anyone from a family to people that have kids that went off to college and are looking to downsize, anyone to a college kid who might be graduating, people in all walks of life that are really just looking for a good quality place to live. Is there a sweet spot? Is there a sweet spot? Is is there a sweet spot? Is it like, you know, I, I, I guess it's like, do you rent everything? Like you said, everything from a, an efficiency to a luxury unit. But what's the sweet spot? What are most people looking for? Most people are looking for either a one or a two bedroom apartment, and that could be something as you know a studio. And I use air quotes for studio because it's kind of a convoluted term right now with like newer lofts and everything are considered studios, but they're more like the size of a one bedroom apartment to just your traditional one or two bedroom apartment. Those are our most common areas or, or unit sizes that we're seeing but we do have things up to three four even five bedroom apartments that's when you're getting up to kind of your your penthouse type level units which are going to be a lot more expensive and the demand isn't quite as there at least on our website but you know we do offer that 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 you can see in basically any city in the in the country a lot in la uh some of these penthouse units that you know the rich and famous can live in if they want to I read somewhere recently that in Los Angeles, basically all of Southern California, <clears throat> that some 60 to 70 percent of people in the, I would say, the millennial uh, age range, and maybe a little older too, cannot afford to buy a single family home. And that they are renters and will be renters probably for most of their life. Have you heard anything like this? You know, I haven't seen that statistic in itself, but I have heard a trend of more millennials and, you know, people that are, I'll use millennials as like the older millennials, so like people in their 30s, mid-30s at this point, um, who in generations past would have bought a home, would have settled into a place with, you know, a wife and kids or husband and kids or whatever it might be, you know, and, and live their piece of the American dream, wherever it might be. A lot of people right now are renting, and some of that could be because it is still, depending on what type of unit you want or where you're living, comparable or even more affordable to rent than it would be to own in certain areas, especially if you need to put down that down payment or you're having trouble with debt or anything with student loans or anything like that. And I think that's the big thing is just getting that money for a down payment when a lot of people are graduating, you know, in tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt 
from their college education, you know, depending on what their major is, what grants or you know financial aid they might get. But I think that's that is a big aspect and really renting as well as home ownership is just the amount of money that you're able to save and put aside for down payment or you know, those you know monthly expenses that kind of go into home ownership and renting and everything like that. Here in Southern California also everywhere you look, giant towers of apartments are being built everywhere. And it's indicative of what you just said, I believe, that it is the only affordable means of housing for a lot of a lot of people, a majority of people. Also, it's the factor of supply and demand. Southern California, you know, it's funny. You made me think there was a, a very famous uh, line in a Neil Diamond song back in a, a generation or two singing about Los Angeles where the line was, you know, rents are low and we just keep coming back. You know, that was 30, 40, 50 years ago. L.A. used to be cheap. You could live here so cheaply. But now you can't because the population has literally exploded. And I don't see builders building single-family homes anywhere in any metropolitan area. you got to go far out. you got to go 50 miles out of a metropolitan zone in order to buy a single-family house, especially in some sort of an affordable price range. So... What's really happening is a huge cultural and societal shift in how people are living in Southern California in the urban areas, Orange County, Los Angeles, San Diego, and even to a greater extent in some of the closer outlying areas in the Inland Empire. It's really hard to own a home. So I have a feeling that Rent.com is going to be in business for a whole long time. You're going to have a career. Hopefully, that's the plan. You're going to have a long career, boy. What about other cities? I mean, we know what's going on in L.A. You talked a little bit about Atlanta. Are there any spots around the country that have an unusual situation that's either really good or really not so good? You know, it's interesting. The the scenario you were talking about in L.A. with these high rises and everything that have been sprouting up, I mean, we're seeing that in most cities across the country right now, especially because prior to the coronavirus and to the you know current state of the economy, you know, the economy was doing really well. You know, people were there was construction going on everywhere. You know, look at any major urban area or even little sub pocket of urban area, and you're going to see construction, whether it's an office building or a high-rise apartment or condos or whatever it might be, that's that's kind of the trend that we were you know, going into and what we were seeing. A lot of urban areas, are, we're seeing these you know, mixed-use areas. So it's retail on the bottom with apartments and condos, whatever it might be, above it that are kind of creating a quote-unquote downtown feel, even if you're not in downtown. You know, Atlanta is very much like L.A. in terms of it's very spread out. So we have our downtown area, but a lot of the construction and these, you know, population booms are happening in these other neighborhoods scattered all around the city. And some of them are even, you know, outside of the city. And we're seeing a lot of this in, in cities like Dallas, Austin, you know, Houston, cities that are kind of bigger and sprawling are seeing a lot of these pockets of just clustered residential areas that have been built or are being built. And right now, at least in Atlanta, construction has, you know, it is continuing right now, and that's probably because money has already changed hands and, you know, you can 
social distance while you're doing construction. What will be interesting to see is when these construction projects are finished, if new ones are going to continue to crop up or if there's going to be a delay in any new construction due to the current economy. So it is going to kind of play in a little bit to the supply and demand you were talking about a couple minutes ago. And, I mean, it's something we're seeing across the country, though. So it's all urban areas are seeing really this boom right now. I think it will also depend on investment money coming from people that might be a little skittish about jumping back into the uh, territory of building these large apartment buildings. Um, I don't know. I think everything we've talked about tonight is up in the air. It's a day-by-day kind of thing. You seem very bullish on the fact that there are rentals available and that landlords are, are wheeling and dealing and trying to be helpful for people so that people are not thrown out on the street. This is all good. We only have about a minute left, Brian, so let me ask you a tough question. Are you hearing about people taking advantage? Are you hearing about fraud? Are you hearing about people frustrated because they're just not getting the answers they need? Yeah, unfortunately, yes, I am. Um, There is a lot of uncertainty, as you just said. Everyone's kind of taking this day to day and how long it's going to last. No one really knows. There are some landlords that we've heard from that have been concerned about offering rent deferral plans or rent payment plans because there are, while some of their tenants do really need that assistance and that help, there are some people out there that have just tried to take advantage of the situation when they really don't need the help, just kind of looking for a handout or any way that they can avoid, you know, having to pay rent or think that they have to pay rent. But, you know, really in the end, these programs and these assistance that landlords are offering and property managers are offering are really for the people right now that do need the assistance, that have been laid off, that have been furloughed, that are really struggling to make ends meet. And it's unfortunate that really anywhere all across the country, we are seeing some people trying to take advantage of it. I don't think it's really going to impact landlords and say that they're not going to offer it to anyone just because of this, but there definitely is a frustration of you know, okay, do you really need this? And is this something you absolutely need? Which is why one of the like the advice that I give is when you have that communication with your landlord, make sure you're transparent and explain exactly what your situation is so they know that you actually need this and your request is legitimate. Good point. And by telling us about Apartment Guide and Rent.com, if somebody wants to check it out, how do they do it? Absolutely. So either one you can find online. So www.apartmentguide.com or www.rent.com. Both of these websites are great resources for people that are looking for homes, looking for apartments. You know, just type in the area you want to live, whether it's Anaheim or Irvine or L.A. or whatever it might be. And they'll pull up, you know, all the homes, all the apartments in the area. You can filter by price range, by amenities that you're looking for, and really find a great place for you. And if you need additional resources, you can just click on the blog link on either website, and you can find all sorts of helpful insights and advice for renters or people that are looking to rent about, you know, coronavirus, moving, really anything right now that would be important to you, we've covered in some way, shape, or form on our blogs. Perfect ending, Brian Carberry. Thanks for coming on the show tonight in Southern California. Wish you the best. Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Carberry from Apartment Guide and Rent.com. Great having you on. It's time for our half hour. Have a good night. Yeah, thank you. Time for our break. And when we come back, you're going to join Sue Bright and I, and we're going to talk about really important stuff. Angels Radio. 
AM 830. If the woman you love, your mother, wife, daughter, sister, partner, or friend is on a downward spiral from substance abuse and doesn't know where to turn, let us help. New Directions for Women, a Costa Mesa-based addiction treatment facility, has the answer. Since 1977, we have helped over 5,000 women change their lives, returning them to sober, healthy living, restoring love, hope, and dignity to them and their families. Don't wait another day. The woman you love needs your help now. Call us at 888-786-0509 or visit us at www.newdirectionsforwomen.org. Again, 888-786-0509. New Directions for Women. We know recovery. The impact of COVID-19 continues to affect every company in unprecedented ways. But now there's a plan to help you and your business get back on your feet. Hi, I'm Jason Bailey, president and founder of Sun Broadcast Group, a national radio syndicator who works with this local station. And I'm Jeff James, founder of Vista 14 and 20 plus year marketing veteran. Together, we're committing up to $200,000 to support fellow entrepreneurs and business owners just like you with the Brandon Possible Marketing Makeover. Visit brandonpossible.com to be entered to win a $50,000 comprehensive marketing makeover by our award-winning design and interactive marketing teams. Brand identity, marketing and collateral design, public relations, social media support, and much more. Visit brandonpossible.com and complete a quick survey for your chance to win. Getting back to business can seem overwhelming at such a fragile time. But when the time does come to open those doors again, we'll be right there by your side to help you through. Asking for help in life takes bravery. Women addicted to alcohol and drugs know this very well. Most suffer silently while their lives fall apart, their children and their families in crisis. For more than 40 years in Southern California, New Directions for Women has helped addicted women recover in a nationally recognized treatment facility in Costa Mesa. Their doors are wide open. It just takes the first step. Call New Directions for Women. The number is 888-786-0509. Again, 888-786-0509. You can also visit them at www.newdirectionsforwomen.org. New Directions for Women. They know recovery. Bruce Cook wants to hear from you. Now back to your host, Bruce Cook. Angels Radio listeners, I'm Bruce Cook, and this is Sunday Night Live on AM830. We've just spent a half hour talking about the difficulty of paying rent for so many people here in Southern California and certainly all over the nation. We're going to switch gears. Before the commercial break, I referred to it as important stuff, which is really not a very professional way to categorize what we're going to segue into tonight, ladies and gentlemen. But this is an issue that's really, really serious and important. And as I said at the start of our show, it is also coming to you from a very, very passionate sponsor of this broadcast, which is New Directions for Women. For those of you who are not familiar, 
New Directions is a residential treatment facility located in Costa Mesa, California. It is a nationally recognized treatment center for women and families and children with addiction problems, specifically the women. And joining me now is Sue Bright, who is one of the leaders of this organization. She, you know, I have to say what makes this special is I love it when I have somebody on the radio that is really authentic. That is a word that has so much power. Sue has devoted her life to helping women with addiction. Her career spans from the East Coast to the West. For many years, she was in Philadelphia. Now she's here in California. And she, as, as our log line on this show says at the beginning, she knows recovery. She knows what it's all about. She knows how, how deep and how layered it is and how challenging it is. And at this time in COVID-19 territory, when alcohol sales are through the roof, up more than 50%, according to statistics, people are drinking heavily. Drugs are, are being used heavily. It is a problem that needs to be addressed. Sue, are you there on radio tonight? I am, Bruce. Thank you so very much for having me on this evening. Well, like I said in the intro, we're talking, we're talking real stuff here. It is not just fluff. It's not... You know, we're not giving anything away. We're not having people call in to get a gift card. Hopefully, people that are listening to the radio tonight, in their car, in their homes, wherever they are, they know someone that needs help, and that's why you're on the radio. Talk to me about the current situation. What is going on now? Well, Bruce, you touched on a couple of things so far, and, and you know, we are in unprecedented times, there is no question about that. You talked about um, alcohol consumption being up by 55%. Uh, just recently, SAMHSA, who is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, spoke about how uh, crisis counseling jumped over 338% between February and March. And call volume was up 891% in March of this year compared to last year. So it's no wonder that as people are locked down in their homes, um, they are feeling isolated. They're feeling lonely. And many have turned to alcohol and other substances to alleviate some of that loneliness that they're feeling. Those numbers are staggering, Sue. 900% increase is staggering. How do you handle that? How do how do those people handling mental health and how does New Directions handle the volume of people calling in and how do you sort it out? How do you know who's who's desperate and has to have, you know, send someone out immediately to help them because they're going to jump off the cliff and vice, you know, not vice versa, but um, right. you know what I'm saying? How I do you do. know? I how do, do you know? Well, we take every call and believe that each and every call is a cry for help, that there is no call that does not warrant our full and undivided attention, that people who are calling in deserve the dignity and respect, that oftentimes um, individuals who suffer from substance use disorder do not receive. You know, many people still picture an alcoholic as that, you know, bum on a park bench drinking out of a brown paper bag. 
And the truth of the matter is, is that 75% of those individuals who are suffering from a substance use disorder are gainfully employed. They're in the workforce. They're getting up every day and going to work. And our call volume has absolutely been up. People are desperate. Um, There are many who, unfortunately, due to COVID-19, have uh, lost their health insurance, they're not employed at the time, um, and they're struggling with what to do next. Um, We, you know, you had Katie on a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, as our um, director of intake, she has certainly been able to listen to those individuals who are wanting help, Um, regardless of whether or not New Directions is an appropriate treatment placement for them, we will make sure that they get the help that they're looking for. Your specific goal is helping women. Absolutely. We are a gender-specific treatment center. And what are Uh, the differences? What are the differences? What makes it harder or not as hard or different for a woman than a man? Well, first of all, women become addicted much more easily than men do. It's just part of our physical body composition. It's something that, you know, women will drink just a few glasses of wine or a few drinks and will become intoxicated above the legal limit much quicker than a man will. And some of that is just our body chemistry. What we've known to be true is that when you separate the genders in a substance abuse treatment facility, they're able to get down to the issues that have brought them to the use of substances to begin with much more quickly. Um, Everybody walks in with embarrassment and shame and guilt, and this is an opportunity for, for them to come to us, no judgment whatsoever. We, we welcome them with open arms no matter where they are in their disease of addiction. We want them to know that we are here and we're, we're available for the help that they need. I have to share. Oh, go ahead. I'm go sorry. Ahead. No, I didn't mean to interrupt. No. Go ahead. Well, then I'm going inter- to interrupt with a story because you made me think of something. Sure. <clears throat> when I was a kid, well, I guess I was maybe 13 or 14, a friend of my mom's invited us to come over. It was during the summer, and I remember this really vividly. Uh, she was a lovely person, and she invited my mom to come over for lunch. It was a summer day. It was hot, and I tagged along. Um, they had two kids my age, and we were sitting in the kitchen, and we were sitting around the table, and everybody was happy and pleasant, and the woman had baked some kind of a hot casserole dish or something that she was going to serve for lunch, went and took it out of the oven, walked over to the table, which had a glass top, and and she didn't really trip. She just wasn't, she just wasn't balanced and set the thing down really hard and the glass table shattered and everything went to the floor. And it was startling, obviously. Well, it turned out my mom's good friend had been drinking all morning, but it didn't show. And it turned out that my mom's good friend that had been drinking all morning had been drinking all morning and all afternoon for many years. 
And nobody in the family wanted to deal with it, including the husband or anybody. And the breaking of the glass table, literally and figuratively, was a turning corner. And from that point, that woman sought help and her family insisted on it. And I'll never forget that. So I guess what I'm getting at is there's probably still cases, a lot of cases like that, where people are drinking and, as you said, functioning. They're going to work. They're dealing with their husbands or their families or their friends, and they're hiding it. And then something happens that triggers, and it, and it comes to an end. And either the husband or the children or the loved one or the best friend says, we got to make that call. And we hope that that call comes to us, Bruce. Well, it's, you're, you're it, right. It's not. The, the truth of the matter is that um, sometimes it's something that literal that you just spoke of. Other times it can be someone's emotional health that brings them to their knees. It could be a DUI. It may be the loss of a job. Maybe they, they've shown up at work one too many times late or have called out because they're not able to get up in the morning, you know, maybe are hungover and can't make it to, to work on time. And, you know, there's things that can be much more subtle, but, you know, that lasting impression that you spoke of is something that um, it just, I wish that more people were able to not have to reach a bottom like that before they reached out for help in this area. Well, I think that's happening. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, the stigma, yeah, sure, it still exists. Let's not kid ourselves. It still exists. I'm sure you fight that all the time with people being embarrassed or horrified. But truthfully, this is so broad and so widespread now, it's out in the open. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's something just to conquer, to deal with, and to do it in a loving and supportive way. So hopefully, hopefully, people are more more able to pick up that phone and call you. And they're more able to be honest and say, you know, I really need help. I just can't do this anymore. I just can't do it anymore. But for those that can't, how do you reach out? How do you find out? Is there, do, do you go through uh, middle persons, psychologists, or doctors that recommend people that are maybe need that extra impetus to, to face their problem? There are so many ways that you can attack this issue, Bruce, to be honest. Um, there are individuals out there who perform interventions in this space. So, you know, a lot of times, the family is affected and impacted by the use of their loved ones drinking or other substances. And the individual may be in that space of denial. Oh, I'm not that bad. I don't need help. Um, but when the rest of the family is suffering from the, from their loved one's use, clearly there is an issue in that space. And there are interventionists out there that will work with the family members um, aside from the addictive individual, and help them to be able to um, bring that individual into a space where hopefully they can see more clearly, they can be open to the opportunity of, of seeking treatment at that point in time, that they can realize 
that a lot of times people think the only one I'm hurting is myself. I'm not bothering anybody else. I'm just drinking my glass of wine or, you know, my six-pack of beer. But the truth of the matter is is that many people are impacted. I believe the statistics are when you are an individual who is drinking heavily and have an addiction issue, that you impact 10 people in your life. Now, those 10 people could be the individuals you live with in your home. They could be friends, relatives, neighbors, coworkers, um, and all of those individuals are impacted in a different way. So there's so many ways to attack this issue, but unfortunately, while we're in the midst of the coronavirus, this has almost been um, a free pass for individuals who suffer from addiction issues. True. You know, very similarly. True. Um, to over the holiday period of time where people imbibe a little bit more and there's a little bit more leniency in there. Um, right now we're, we're facing that same pandemic where people are at home, they're isolated, um, they're able, you know, online sales of alcohol are up, I think it was 247%. Wow. So, yeah, that's staggering numbers wow. again. And, you know, people are able to get get the alcohol into their home, never have to leave, and unfortunately with dire consequences. Especially if you're sitting at home all day and you're bored and you're unhappy. Anyway, we're going to take a break, Sue. We need to take a break. We're pretty heavy here tonight on Angels Radio. When we come back, I'd like you to describe your program and talk about what it is and how it works so that people get an idea of what they would be in for when they call. I'm Bruce Cook, ladies and gentlemen. I'm with Sue Bright from New Directions on radio tonight. We will be right back. Angels Radio. AM830. Asking for help in life takes bravery. Women addicted to alcohol and drugs know this too well. Most suffer silently while their lives fall apart, their children and families in crisis. For more than 40 years in Southern California, New Directions for Women have helped addicted women recover at our nationally recognized addiction treatment center in Costa Mesa. Our door is wide open. Take the first step. Call us at 888-786-0509. Or visit us at www.newdirectionsforwomen.org. Again, 888-786-0509. New Directions for Women. We know recovery. The COVID-19 outbreak is having a serious impact on our community's older adults. To help, Alzheimer's Orange County is locating and coordinating deliveries of face masks, gloves, hand sanitizers, groceries, pharmaceuticals, nursing services, and more, and is recruiting volunteers. You can help by checking on your senior neighbors by phone and safely dropping off supplies. For more information, call the Alzheimer's Orange County helpline at 844-HELP-ALZ and on the web at alzoc.org or use hashtag ALZOCHelps. Together, we can help seniors through this crisis. 
While you can't believe everything on social media these days, you can believe it's possible to start a new life as an IT pro in as little as four months from the comfort of your own home, even if you have zero computer experience. Instead of waiting to see what happens when life gets back to normal, take control of your future now. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. Live online classes meet just twice a week. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. If the woman you love, your mom, wife, daughter, sister, partner, or friend is on a downward spiral from substance abuse and doesn't know where to turn, New Directions for Women can help. It's a Costa Mesa-based addiction treatment facility that has the answer. Since 1977, New Directions for Women has helped more than 5,000 women change their lives, returning them to sobriety, healthy living, restoring love and hope, and providing dignity for them and for their families. Don't waste another day. The woman you love needs your help now. Call New Directions. The number is 888-786-0509. Once again, call 888-786-0509 or visit them at www.newdirectionsforwomen.org. That's New Directions for Women. They know recovery. To talk to Bruce Cook, pick up the phone and dial 714-2830-830. Angels Radio family, I'm Bruce Cook, Sunday Night Live here on AM830. We're with Sue Bright from New Directions. You've just heard the commercial message. If you are suffering, people, I hope you wrote that phone number down. I hope you wrote down that website. Now is the time to call. We went to commercial break. I asked Sue to spend the last few minutes we have time together to explain the program at New Directions. Sue, how does it work? Well, the first step is to pick up that phone and ask for help. And call our admission um, staff. You can reach them at 949-548-5546, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And one of our skilled individuals will answer your call. We will do an assessment and ensure, number one, safety for the individual who is, who is seeking our services. Make sure that there's no barriers to treatment in the space of medical issues or other um, mental health concerns. We have a full continuum of care, which means that we offer residential treatment uh, we believe the longer an individual is in the treatment continuum, the better their chances are for long-term sustained recovery. We also have our foundation, which supports us being able to extend many of the women who come to us for a longer period of time after their insurance coverage may have terminated or possibly step them down to a lower level of care. We also have our partial day program, which runs five days a week from 9 a.m. until 3.30 in the afternoon. And then our intensive outpatient program, which also runs five days a week from 9 a.m. until 12 noon. Our services are combined of individual therapy. We are a trauma-based facility. We utilize different modalities, um, very holistic in our approach to 
are the women's care that come to us and are looking for help in this area. They're able to have small group. They learn education in this space. We talk about seeking safety. Many of our women are victims of some sort of emotional or physical abuse. We talk to them about those small changes. So we treat women 18 and over. Um, We can accept pregnant women, and also women may bring their children with them so that they don't have to make that difficult choice of whether they should get the help that they need and deserve or continue to be a mom. So we offer services to them that allow them to go to group all day long while we have um, a staff member who is licensed and certified and runs in our daycare with all the children so that the moms can, you know, be in programming all day long, but still be there for dinner, still be there for bath time, you know, to help them. Now, I mean, school works a little bit different now than it was pre-COVID-19, but they help them with their schoolwork and, and all the things that, you know, a parent would also need to do. It's it's quite thorough and impressive. Uh, can you give any kind of statistic on how great the recovery is? Well, I can tell you that we were um, we participated in a national survey, and one year post treatment, seventy six percent of our women reported that they were still clean and sober, which is. Um, much higher than the national average, Um, and we're proud to be in that space. We know that we are, um, we do know recovery. We want every woman to have the opportunity at lifelong stained recovery, and we are here for them. Um, Again, please call our admissions staff. They are waiting. They are ready to hear from you. Our number is 949-548-5540. Four, six. Do the husbands get involved? We do. We involve family members. We have a Saturday family program where the patients and the family members are together, and then the family members have their own group. We offer support groups to the community and for the spouses of those who are in treatment with us. Um, there is no no charge for that. We believe this is a family disease, and if you don't treat the entire family, the chances for that long-term sustained recovery go down. Sue, we're out of time. Please give that phone number one more time and give your website one more time. Our website is www.newdirectionsforwomen.org, and our admissions phone number is 949 949- Five four eight five five four six. ladies and gentlemen, in the 949 area code. Sue Bright, it's always an honor and a pleasure to have you on radio. Your message is clear. I hope that we're helping somebody out there in radio land that is hearing this tonight. If not, we're going to send it again another time. I hope you stay safe in COVID-19 territory with all the people you're helping and Uh, Bless you for everything you do. Thank you so much, Bruce. I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into Angels Radio tonight. It is also my honor to be on air with all of you. Come back again next Sunday night. 
It's Memorial Day weekend, and we've got a lot more of the world to explore together. Have a safe week, everybody. You've been listening to the Bruce Cook Conversation. Hear the Bruce Cook Conversation on Sundays at 6 p.m. Pacific on AM 830 KLAA. And hear the podcasts of every show on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. <laughs>